Welcome to the Highland Church Podcast, where we share biblical teaching to glorify God and to bless you. This year, we're talking about my part, God's plan. God has a purpose for you, and that purpose is a part of God's bigger plan for the world. Now, if you connect with what you hear today, I hope you'll join us online Sundays at 10 a.m., or that you'll join us on-site right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, let's jump into today's teaching, and don't forget, you're part of God's Eric's out today, and I have the distinct pleasure to introduce you to Jim Harbin. He'll be our speaker this morning. Many of you from Highland uh, know Jim for uh, a long time. He and Beverly raised their children at Highland. And uh, Jim felt a calling uh, as he was in the corporate arena, felt a calling to preach the gospel to the poor in Memphis, specifically into the Raleigh area. And so he, he followed God's lead, left his corporate job, and for the past 24 years, he has preached the gospel in Raleigh. In addition to that, uh, Jim also works for Agape Child and Family Services. He and Beverly lead a ministry, a new ministry called Becoming One. It's a marriage ministry. Jim is a program director for that ministry. It's, it's just doing great. And uh, just a lot of talent that God has used Jim and, and Beverly. Can we give a warm welcome, warm Highland welcome for Jim Harbin? Thank you, Ron. Well, let us all say praise the Lord. Oh, come on now. That's like a two. Let us all say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Four. <laughs> let us all say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> let the church say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us all say glory to God. Let the church say, thank you, Jesus. I am just so excited and honored to be with my Highland family today. Our church, amen. Our church has deep, our church, our family has deep roots with the Highland Church of Christ. And we are just so honored. My wife, Beverly, is here somewhere. We're just honored to be with you today. And I just wanted to share a message with you about God's plan and the body of Christ. And I want to use 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 through 11 to talk about that. But what I want to do is I want to use that as an analogy to talk about the work of Raleigh Community Church of Christ and Highland Church of Christ that we have done together. It's about A.D. 50 when Paul the Apostle arrives in Corinth, so he goes to Corinth. It's not a very promising missionary field, but in spite of that, Paul decides that he's going to plant a church in Corinth, the city of Corinth. And of course, he's inspired by God through the Holy Spirit to do this. Well, in the spring of A.D. 52, Paul decides that his time is up. He's worked there for about 18 months, and it's time for him to move on. And so he leaves 
uh, Corinth with his fellow workers, Aquila and Priscilla, and they go to Jerusalem and some other cities. Well, about the time that Paul departs from Corinth, an Alexandrian disciple named Apollos comes to Corinth and begins to work there. He's a very eloquent speaker, Apollos. He knows the Old Testament quite well. He knows about Jesus. He knows about the baptism of John, but he doesn't know about Christian baptism. And so Aquila and Priscilla take him to the side and begin to teach him about uh, Christian baptism. Well, when he arrives in Corinth and he begins to teach the church, the people of God in Corinth, then they're excited and they listen because Apollos is this eloquent speaker and he is able to refute the Jews and to teach them about Jesus Christ. And because of his eloquence, some of the people began to uh, follow Apollos and some would even say that we're Apollos men. And then there were others who would say, no, I'm not for Apollos. I'm for Paul. Well, Paul understands this. He gets this message that this is what's happening in the Corinthian church. And so on, in about AD 55, he decides to write this letter to the Corinthian church, and he's going to address these issues. Well, what has happened, they're following men instead of following God. And so what Paul wants to do is he wants to write correct that situation. So in the first four chapters of the book of Corinthians, then Paul is addressing that issue. He is right correcting this division within the community, this disunity in the community, this fragmentation in the community within the church at Corinth. And so he decides that he's going to go ahead and begin to, to do that. The Lord is calling me. <laughs> and so he begins, he's, he begins to do that. In our time today, if we are really honest, there's a lot of division in our world today. There's racial division. There is political division. There is cultural division. And so Paul is right correcting that. But what I want to do today is I want us to look at this text in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And what I want us to do, I want to do is us to be able to see how God's work is being lived out in a good way in our time today in spite of the division, in spite of racial issues, in spite of the political divide. I believe that some good work is being done in our world today. And so in chapter 3, beginning with verse 6, he says, I planted the church, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. And Paul doesn't want people to be looking at him. And in fact, there's no division between Apollos and Paul as he is writing this letter. And so what Paul wants them to understand is that he's not even about baptism. He's not about, he, he, he decides that, look, he writes in the beginning of the, uh, the book of Corinthians that he'd only baptized a few people. And in fact, he couldn't even remember all of the people that he baptized. What Paul wanted the church to know is that he was not about baptism. He was not about being lifted up himself. He was about God. And so he was saying his focus is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Y'all can say amen every once in a while. <laughs> At home, they say amen. And every time, sometimes when I get excited, I say, will the congregation say, oh yeah. And so they say, they so say, oh yeah. And so Paul planted the seed, this gospel message in the believer's heart. Hearts. He is a pioneer. He is a missionary. He is a founder of the church uh, in Corinth. 
And so Apollos' role was to come behind Paul and water to help the believers to grow in strength and in faith. And so Paul is the waterer. I mean, excuse me, Paul is the planter and Apollos is the waterer. This image is taken from when you plant a, when you plant a plant, you plant a seed rather, you plant a seed in order for that seed to grow, it's gotta be watered and it's gotta be nurtured. But what Paul wants them to understand, it is not about what the seed planter does, it is not about what the waterer does, it is about what God does. Can I get a oh yeah? It's about what God does. Because see, when you look at, when you look at the seed, there's nothing inherently in the seed that makes the seed grow all by itself. There's nothing special about the water that is coming down from heaven in the water itself that makes the seed grow and gives life to the seed. But it's all about what God does. There's nothing in the soil that really makes the seed grow all by itself. You plant the seed, there's water, but God gives life to the seed. God is the one that makes the seed grow. Is that all right, y'all? And so the seed begins to grow. But what Paul is talking about, he is not talking about planting plants. I could tell y'all some story if I had time that in the, in the spring, I like to plant tomatoes and I have some great looking tomatoes, but it's not about tomatoes. It's about the word of God being planted in the hearts of men. And so what Paul is saying, it's not about my work. It's important. You got to plant the seed first, and then there has to be the watering of the seed. But it's not about me. It's not about Apollos. It's all about what God does, because God is the one that gives it life. We can buy all the self-help books that we want to buy. We can attend all the Bible classes that we want to attend. We can listen to sermons. We can read the Bible. That is seed planting and watering. But in order for someone to become a child of God for the first time, it's about what God does. In order, in order, in order for us to even grow spiritually and to mature once we are Christians, it's not about what I do. Oh yes, I play a role. It's not about what you do, but it's what God does through his spirit. And so Paul makes it clear in his letters in Corinthians and in other letters that we need to give praise and thanks to Almighty God. It's important for us to respect leaders, that's important. But it's not about the leaders. The honor goes to God. So Paul is telling us, focus on God, not on his servants, but ascribe all honor to God. All of the effort that ministers and others do without God is of no avail. He says in verse 8, the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. They will each be rewarded according to their own purpose. They're on the same team. They're not competing with each other. They're on the same team and have the same purpose. And so then as we look at this, it is God who provides the power, help me, Lord Jesus, to make things grow. It is God who has the power. 
And then in verse 9, he says, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God building. So he describes not only the preachers, the ministers, the teachers who are working, but he, des he describes the people of God as the field. He describes the people of God as the building. He describes the people of God in verse 16 in chapter 3 as the temple. And so then in verse 10, as I conclude this, he says, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, like an architect, and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. You can take the finest materials and construct a house, but if you construct the, that house with these fine materials and you build it on the ground, then soon it will rot and collapse because it doesn't have a solid foundation. So then as we look at this text, what is the analogy that I want to make today between Raleigh Community Church of Christ and Highland Church of Christ? What, do, what does I planted the seed mean? Well, in this, in this analogy, not Jim planted and Eric watered, but I want you to think of this in a different way. Beverly and I planted the seed. Highland watered the seed, but God made it grow. On June the 15th, 1997, Beverly and I planted the Raleigh Community Church in a storefront on Covington Pike. So we planted the church on Covington Pike. Well, what does Apollos watered mean? I'm glad you asked that question. Highland Church of Christ has watered the work in Raleigh. Well, see, y'all don't get it right now, but I'm, I'm just going to let me just walk you through it in these next few minutes that I have. First of all, the Highland Church has watered our family. When I decided that I wanted to plant a church in my own neighborhood, I went to the elders. There's a long story that goes with that, but I went to the elders of Highland, and the elders of Highland said yes, and the elders of Highland provided financial support for me to plant a church in my own neighborhood. Can I get somebody to say, oh yeah? You see, Highland was watering Jim and the work that I was doing. Highland also was watering our family. In 2001, some of you remember that's here, our house, Beverly and my house, and our family house burned down in Raleigh. It was Highland who gathered around our family to help us through that devastating incident. And in fact, the way Highland rallied around us, it was a blessing. It was hard for us to feel sad because our house burned down because of the outpouring of support that Highland gave us. Can I get somebody to say amen? Is anybody in the house today? Highland was watering our family. My son, Jim Allen Harbin, we call him Allen, Jim Allen Harbin III, we call him Allen. Him and his wife, Rachel, were married in this building. Courtney and Justin, Courtney's my daughter, Justin's my son-in-law, they were married in this building. Y'all ain't with me yet, but y'all gonna come on. Bill and Kathy Ivey, my children needed houses. I, I believe that they're part of this church somewhere. I believe that Bill is an elder in this church and Kathy, sweet Kathy, they're working with the marriage ministry. They not only led a marriage retreat for our church, 
but they help my children find houses. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't here yet. Y'all gonna come on. Just in. And in fact, Alan and Rachel are moving into a house with the assistance of Kathy today. Not only was our family watered by this church, but our church was watered. Thousands of dollars. I can't tell you how many thousands off the top of my head, but thousands of dollars have been given to our church to help our ministry to be self-sufficient and self-sustaining. Hundreds of volunteers through these years have been part of our church. That's what it means to water. Highland has been watering our church. And I want to say this, in spite of the racial division in our community, in spite of the political division in our community, in spite of the cultural wars in our community, there are two churches that have been working together in the name of Jesus, and God has been making it grow. Hundreds of volunteers. In the summertime, the Highland Youth Group, Buster, back when he was doing youth ministry, and Donnie continued it after Buster took on the other role, have been coming to our church and in the community around our church to do summer camp and help us with our summer, with our summer program. In the children's ministry here, Michelle and Stephanie each year have helped us with the turkey store and the Christmas store. As of last November, we have served together 7,423 people with free turkeys and sacks of grocery. I'm talking about the watering of Raleigh community. Wes and Mike and their teams have helped us with the school store year after year. And every year we're serving 600 students with school supplies every single year. There have been countless prayers that have gone up for me and Beverly and Raleigh Community Church of Christ. In 2011, I was worn out. We were discouraged. We wanted to quit. But there were Highland elders who gathered around us and prayed for us and encouraged us. There have been preachers down through the years, preachers like Harold Shank and Chris Altrock and now Eric Gentry have encouraged us. Ministers have encouraged us like Larry McKenzie and Jim Chester have encouraged us down through the years. When we got ready to build the building that we're in now, it's an 8,900 8, square foot building on 9.1 acres of land. One of the deacons at the time, Doug Barris, helped us with the building and Bob Winter held our hands so that we could build that building. And even today, Dan Massey still calls me and Beverly to check on us. God is using Highland to water Raleigh community. Well, finally, what does God make it grow mean? I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. God's sovereignty is at work to make things grow. Remember, we started out in a storefront, and now we're in an 8,900 square foot building on 9.1 acres of land. God has done that with the seed planting and the watering. We started a summer camp in 2003, but in 2006, 
we started a child care center a ch a, as part of our children's ministry. We retrofitted the building. And now Monday through Friday, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., we have infants, toddlers, and preschoolers in our building in a three-star child care center. God has made it grow. During the COVID-19 pandemic, parents of, who, were, who were part of our childcare ministry, they came to us and said, what are we gonna do? Our kids can't go to school and we don't want them at home by themselves. We established, a rem because we had the building, you see, we established a remote learning center where we had six foot tables and, and we had plexiglass shields in between. And so the kids could come to our building and do their schoolwork. Last year, we had about 80 children in our building every single day working on their schoolwork. We started out, you see how God makes things, things grow. I'm really landing the plane. We started out with a staff of one. <laughs> that is me, y'all. But God has made it grow. One of the people that helped us at the very beginning with this church, Robert and Renita Hughes, they're now full-time on our staff. Robert leads worship, he's a worship leader, and Renita Hughes is our senior children's minister, and she is leading all those things with children. We have uh, a young lady named Carolina, who is uh, Latino, and she is teaching our children Spanish. She's full-time on our staff. We started out with one, I've gotten up to three now, and so she is the one that is helping us with Spanish for our children. We found a young man at a barber shop in our neighborhood cutting hair, and now Devante, you, you, you see Devante's from the hood, Devante <laughs> is our youth minister. We had one purpose, Together, we are engaged in the same ministry, and today we remain co-workers. Raleigh Community, Jim and Beverly, Highland, we remain co-workers in the kingdom of God. With, without Beverly and I planting the church, without Highland watering and God making it grow, there's no building, there's no staff, there's no children, there's no church. On Father's Day, June 19th, we will have worked together for 25 years. I think it's a testimony of God's plan and the body of Christ.